Hey, you. Yeah, you. If you or someone you know is struggling with anything mentioned on today's program, please, 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 please email me at authentic1 at gmail.com. That's A-U-T-H-E-N-I-C-K, the number one, at gmail.com. I am available 24-7-365 to help in any way that I can. I have resources. I have open ears and open heart and tons of hope. I've been freely given all these things and would love to give them to you. Be good to yourselves and each other. Follow me on Twitter using the handle at Authentic and my dog Marla on Instagram at djmarla.jean. I, I can't get these memories out of my mind And some kind of madness has started to evolve so hard to let you go, but some kind of madness is swallowing me whole. Welcome to Authentic. What's hot? What's happening, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the show. As I said, this is Authentic, where we get authentic. God, that jingle is really coming together. I think we got something there. Welcome to the show where we explore all things recovery. What do I mean by that? Well, what I mean by that is if you are still living and breathing on this earth, you, yes, you are in recovery from something. And just so you know, on that fumbling note, we do not edit here on Authentic. So what you hear is what you get. Nothing scripted, nothing planned. We just fly by the seat of our beautiful pants. So what are we doing? Well, tonight we are talking with Joe Younglove. Round two. Joe, welcome to the show. Thank you, Nick. Nice to uh, visit again. Right on. Glad you are back and I didn't scare you off. You invited me back and I thought, yeah, I'll come back. Why not? Before we got started tonight, I said, hey, Joe, what do you want to talk about? And what did Joe say? Well, I thought it'd be nice to talk about uh, my reflections on my last experience on Authentic. Okay, are you going to rip me to shreds or? No, no, oh, it's good, uh, good. it's just a, a, a nice product of, uh, you know, having that experience, being on your podcast and then thinking about what transpired. Just going through that and talking to you, I think that helps uh, be a catalyst for um, realizing more about yourself and, uh, you know, your whole story and kind of putting it in perspective and, you know, gaining more insight. I actually rode my bike to uh, KFAI last time. And so I was riding home in the dark. You know, you have a lot of time to think on the on the bike. 
And I really like that because you're, you know, you have to focus on making sure you ride safely. But there's also that that room for, uh, you know, thinking about whatever's going on. And so I was thinking about how uh, reading about uh, the Flaming Lips a lot at the time and uh, thinking about what they do. I don't know if you're familiar with them at all. They uh, they really create like a really wonderful atmosphere for all of their shows. People are dressed in animal costumes. There's bubble machines. Uh, fog, lights. So I was just kind of thinking about their way of life. The singer, Wayne Coyne, you know, he says he doesn't partake in drugs. And I was thinking like, he's kind of created a whole life for himself where it's like a psychedelic, amazing, uh, colorful experience every day. And so I, I kind of thought about myself. I feel like I've turned to drugs and alcohol a lot of times just kind of out of boredom or maybe just to shake things up, uh, create like a unusual situation, um, ha- try to have, have fun when things have just kind of like seem too conventional or so I was just thinking about that and um, I thought, well, you know, I shouldn't put myself into situations where I'm bored. If I ever feel like, you know, life isn't exciting enough, I can just focus on doing things that make life exciting that don't necessarily involve <laughs> using uh intoxicants and so um because what happens when you use intoxicants well yeah you know it's not always a happy ending there (laughs) it's uh yeah it kind of just takes control with a lot of different things so anyway i on my way home i thought you know like i i really i have this goal of becoming a just making music in general and uh, I'm a solo performer and so I really want to focus on my solo music project and so I decided on my way home last time that I would buy this piece of equipment that I could use to actually make fully formed songs that I could make an album and I could go on tour and I could create kind of like my own Flaming Lips lifestyle where I'm just celebrating music every night and having fun with people and um, creating an exciting atmosphere. I really enjoy uh, music a lot and I was thinking about how, gosh, I'm like thousands of dollars uh, in debt right now for medical bills, but I'm like, I'm going to buy this piece of equipment anyway. Just (laughs) dig it deeper, baby. Just dig that hole deeper. I was like, I'm not going to give up my dream of uh, pursuing music just because uh, the hospital and the doctors, they want to realize their dream of making millions of dollars off of, uh, you know, hanging out with me for a half hour. So it's just, (laughs) or whoever else. So So anyway, I kind of was thinking a lot about that, about just like, got to really like seize life if you really want to take care of yourself and you want to, you want to really focus on your goals and do what do what you want to do and in a positive way so so what steps have you taken since we've last met i did get the drum pad so i can make some fat beats and uh create some (laughs) i have to say it is awesome to see you say fat beats (laughs) i don't know why but it's just you don't seem and don't take this the wrong way but you just to the naked eye you don't seem like the kind of guy that would spit out a phrase like fat beats yeah I, I totally get that. I, I kind of, <laughs> I don't uh, wear gold chains or anything or uh, drive a hoopty, but... Uh, Joe is very yeah. white. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I've got, I'm a, I'm a rapper and I uh, I love hip hop and I love dance music and I love all kinds of music. And so... I, I don't want to put you on the spot. Mm-hmm. Wait, who am I kidding? Yes, yeah. I want to put you on the spot. <laughs> Can you hit me with a little bit of freestyle? Uh, well... I can give you a beat if you'd like. I don't freestyle, but I can try, sure. Okay. Okay. Let me go a little slow. All right, all right. Yo. (laughs) 
Yo, my name is Joe. I'm up in KFAI. I'm trying to see with both of my eyes. Sitting up in the studio, and you know it's fly being up this high on the third floor. Going through several doors so I can hang out with Nick and Marla, his dog. And she's the coolest mutt around. She might have a blog. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe she can't type. <laughs> Maybe she <laughs> shouldn't smoke a pipe. Joe, that was on yeah. fire. Well, it's... I'm sorry I couldn't yeah. give you fat beats. <laughs> I actually got caught up yeah. in what you were saying, and I totally yeah. like I totally <laughs> fucked up whatever sort of beat I possibly could yeah. have put together. I used to be really good at that in little beatboxing it action. Sounded good, yeah. Oh, thanks, yeah. man. <laughs> thanks, thanks for uh, thanks for making me feel good about that utter failure. <laughs> it, it served the purpose, so it yeah. did serve mm-hmm. the purpose. Thank mm-hmm. you for sharing that with me. That sure. was that was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. Well, good, good. I write out all my raps and memorize them and then perform them. The freestyling thing is something to cultivate, for sure. That could be another, yeah. Where have, you, where have you performed your raps? <laughs> well, I've performed a lot in Nebraska, uh, around the Midwest area, including uh, Minnesota a few times. I've done it at work lately. Uh, that's where I've been booked lately. I'm hoping to, to play around the Twin Cities area and, yeah, yeah, I've had the the joy of uh, touring a couple of times with the rap rock band I was in called Time Hammer. We got to perform up in uh, Minneapolis one time, and we were actually booked to play this club called Nick and Eddie, and the show fell through, I believe it was the day of the show. The guy who booked us wasn't able to get us another location, so we ended up playing a Halloween party in an apartment. That worked, yeah, it was fun, so... <laughs> Did you make fat dollars? Uh, no. no. <laughs> Just friends. Yeah. Hey, that's good. Just all sized friends. Yeah. All. What? <laughs> well, I guess no. I wouldn't. You're not. Yeah. Sorry. I was saying. I'm not. I didn't want to mean like fat friends. They were. They were P H A T friends. Yeah. 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 There we go. They were. <laughs> they were very attractive. Yeah. Like I said, I uh, kind of focused more on the the music thing, and I I do have some experience under my belt, and I hope to to do that more. So. What did uh, performing look like for you when you were using? What uh, did that look like? I wasn't drinking hardly at all. I ended up finally doing an open mic. I always had this dream of joining a band, and so I didn't actually get that accomplished until I completely quit drinking in 2006, and then I was I joined a band like the year later, and so slowly but surely I, uh, I just noticed quitting of the drinking, that was the direct uh, access to joining bands for me, so... <laughs> <laughs> so you think if you never would have quit drinking, you never would have joined a band? The way it was going, no, I don't think so. I didn't have the the confidence or the consistency or the which is you know, odd, yeah. Because <laughs> usually it's the other way around. I know, where yeah. People get that illusion of <laughs> confidence, or at least they loosen up a little bit, where they can actually have a conversation with somebody. Be like, yeah. hey man, I uh, <laughs> it was fun drinking with you, but can I be in your band, man? <laughs> yeah, that, which just is, nothing would come together. It just wouldn't coalesce. Is that more so because you weren't following through with things? Yeah, I think part of that was, like, I remember um, I was in this small town near Lincoln where I used to live. Uh, it was called Seward, Seward, Nebraska. Wait, and a smaller town than Lincoln? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 
a nice little uh, community nearby, which is the home of Concordia College. So it's kind of hip. I did some karaoke there. There was this this guy he came up to me right after. He's like, hey, you should join our band as the lead singer. And he would had this uh, cover band in Seward. And I'm sure they probably did pretty well on the local circuit and made some decent money. But I was like, I don't have any way to come and practice because I don't have a driver's license. And so... Because I would just kept losing my license drinking, you know, and so there's like those those obstacles that cre- that you create when you're engaged in that alcoholic behavior, and so could have easily joined the band and got some good stage experience, but yeah, I didn't have any way to to get to practice, so yeah, <laughs> so it was things like that, you know, and then, but yeah, once I stopped drinking, I I could really direct all my efforts and energy towards like committing and to a band and actually being cognizant of what I'm doing and uh, making it consistent and uh, feeling free to be myself. So, yeah. What does your commitment look like today? Uh, Is that, I mean, are you talking about commitment to yourself, commitment to uh, other people, commitment to what? The people that depend on you and including your employer and uh, family and uh, yeah, anything that you're involved in where, you know, you want to be a a reliable, dependable contributor to that cause and being sober and showing up ready to work, being fully aware, fully alert, getting plenty of rest and all that. And not not (laughs) making those drunk brunch plans. That's what I, I like to call those things where you make all these grand ideas when you're drinking or when you're high, all these great things that I'm gonna do. And then the next day you're like, oh God, I'm still me. So that's that's what I call the drunk brunch plans. You know, when you're out, out drinking with your buddies and you're like, yeah man, tomorrow we're gonna go out to brunch and we got this great place that we're gonna hit tomorrow gonna get bloodies we're gonna have shots (laughs) it's gonna be awesome and then you wake up the next day yeah you're like oh god i can't even get out of bed yeah i think i'm gonna go puke yeah and i'm not drinking today yeah yeah until i feel good then i will right Well, see, I was the other way around. I was going to drink in order to feel better, you know, because that wasn't insane or anything like that. Because, you know, if you feel like garbage after drinking, the only way to make me feel better was to drink. And then after I came down from that drunk, what did you think? That it was going to be different? That you weren't going to feel even 10 times worse? That's why I drank 24-7. Yes. Yeah, that way maintain. That, yeah. that way, I never had to come down, baby. <laughs> Keep that party going. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. it was not. It was not a party. It was. It was a fucking shit show. Yeah, it's not sustainable. No. <laughs> you know, it was fun for a while. I'm not gonna lie. Well, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't have done it if it wasn't fun. But then it stopped yeah. being fun. Yeah, and then it became like another full time job. It became my life, not even a job. It became who I was. Let's talk about who Joe Younglove is. I know last time we got a little bit deeper and I started to poke and pry and I was like, Joe, you know what? You laugh off a whole lot of shit, especially when I ask you serious questions. Mm-hmm. Did you have a chance to reflect on any of that? It's just kind of good to be uh, more of aware of that. I'm glad that you forced me to think about a lot of stuff and address a lot of different things. I think that's just kind of yeah, part of the process of, of knowing oneself and kind of understanding where you came from and 
what makes you who you are now. And so I, di- I don't think I, I dwelled on that too much, but I, I did. The other thing I wanted to talk about was that uh, my imagination really runs wild and uh, sometimes it blows out of proportion what others other people's reactions will be to me. Like I'll concoct this uh, idea of what people are going to think of me. And a lot of times it's it's like making a mountain out of a molehill type of situation. And so I think maybe some of my using and drinking had kind of maybe came from that to just like not care about what people will think of me or what how, what their reaction will be. And so, and that's something I've tried to uh, think about more now. I mean, even now as in my recovery and everything, I still, that's something I need to, to work on is not being afraid of what people's reactions will be in that um it's always good to keep real and present the truth and be as honest as possible and uh, okay hold even, that no matter how harsh it might be that so. thought i yeah. love that <laughs> i love that i want to explore that more <laughs> okay but first we're gonna play a musical selection <clears throat> chosen by joe young love well, thank you uh-huh thank you mm-hmm. Authentic. I am here with Joe Younglove. Joe, welcome back. How are you feeling? Oh, good. Good. That's grand. Yeah, another uh, good day in Minnesota, don't you know? Oh, sure. You betcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And thanks for that musical selection. That was that was pretty sick. <laughs> yeah. There oh, was yeah. there were certainly some fat beats up in that one. That's a real dope track. Yeah. Yeah. It's a hot. It's a hot button. We just pushed there. Yeah. All right. Getting back to it. During the musical break, I may or may not have coined a phrase, impression management. I know I've heard it before other places in the 9,000 therapy sessions I've done over the years. (laughs) In and out of 12-step meetings where people say things that are like, mind-blowing. Impression management. Let's talk a little bit more about that. When I was... Sitting in a 12-step meeting this morning, actually, I was thinking to myself how much I still hang my hat on what other people think of me or what I think 
other people think of me. And it's insanity, these rabbit holes that I'm willing to go down. But at the end of the day, what it is, is I just want to be liked and I will change myself. I will morph into whatever it is that I think that you want. When I've been told on multiple occasions that people just want me to be real because they've seen certain glimpses of who Nick really is, who Nick really is, down at its purest form, which is actually kind of a serious person. I don't always portray that. In fact, I rarely portray that to people I don't have a deeper connection with. I'm not willing to go that extra mile because I'm afraid. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Okay, that's, let's, that's, uh, why don't you run me through what you thought I thought of you the first time we met? Oh, well, um, I feel like we bonded instantly over the fact that uh, we're both in recovery, that we're both involved in KFAI, and felt like a good, a good impression was made on, on both behalves. And so it certainly was, Joe. Yeah, I got the feeling that, uh, yeah, you're, you're driven to, to help others and work on this recovery journey as, as the best you can. And so and I felt like it was some good serendipity that we would cross paths. So, you know, you're looking for people for your podcast, and there I was able to uh, to participate in that and get the invitation. And so, uh, yeah, I think good impression was made right off the bat, and that's, you know, that's what my goal is with anybody. And um, Okay, yeah. so let's look mm-hmm. at the other side of that coin, right? Let's look at the other side of that. What goes on in your mind when you don't think things went well? Oh, I'll, yeah, I'll dwell on it and ruminate on it and to great lengths, sure, yeah. (laughs) What is it about how other people think of you that is just so important to you? What is so important about that? Because we're all in this together and we're all we're all connected and it you know you want to have strong connections between everybody is is what i think because you don't know when you'll see this person again you want it to to be a positive experience the next time you know see i'm a fear-based individual (laughs) i'm afraid of pretty much everything okay what i mean by that what i mean by being a fear-based individual is that I always think that you are thinking the worst of me. That's what I think. I think you are thinking the worst of me, so I have to try so hard (laughs) to be whatever it is that I think you want me to be. Yeah, you're laughing. That could be exhausting. Because that's insane. Well, yeah, I I think we can both we can both acknowledge that. Sure, yeah. well, I'm laughing because it's I could probably relate to some of it and I think it's 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 like too it's too much, you know. So, yeah, you can we don't I think the older we get, the more we realize it's not that's so necessary. Like you see like senior citizens, they, you know, I I think we can cuss on this show. They just don't give a fuck, right? They really so, don't give a fuck. Like, and yes, fuck yes. <laughs> so. Fuck yes. You can fucking swear on this fucking show, Joe. I remember you swearing, uttering a cuss word yeah. or two last time. So yeah. yeah, anyway, that's so I feel like that's kind of comes with uh with age and getting older is like, you know, who 
and and I like I love a lot of senior citizens and just exactly like <laughs> I hate not senior, giving a fuck. I hate senior <laughs> citizens. They're fucking assholes. Well, then you they have you stinky be, breath oh. and they drive slow. No, I I love just senior. At citizens. least love your grandma. Yeah, uh, they're okay. both dead. Thanks oh. for bringing it up. Oh man. <laughs> well, make yeah, them make I them mean, proud. I mean, they really they really are both anyway, dead. But isn't yeah. that the worst when people say that? Just like, yeah, tell your mom I said hello as, you know, kind of like a, a jab, you know, kind of like an insult. And they're like, yeah, my mom's dead. Thanks. Yeah. That's and then there's lovely. that real awkward silence. You're like, uh, uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> yeah. man. And then they either go, you know, like, oh, I'm just fucking with you, man. Yeah. <laughs> or, or their mom actually like just died. And then you have to like put your tail between your legs and be like, oh, I just made a mom joke in front of the dude that's mom just yeah. died. That's why I don't make mom jokes. God, I'm a piece of shit. All I can think about when you're talking about not giving a fuck with old people yeah. is that really, really old people don't have fingerprints so they would be the perfect people to rob banks or commit, oh, yeah. commit like serial murders i didn't know they didn't have fingerprints they don't live okay. well they wear off over time okay i mean have you ever touched an old person's fingers yeah like a really really old yeah it's, it's very smooth i don't remember a fingerprint yeah no okay. <laughs> i don't remember feeling a fingerprint <laughs> no <laughs> yep okay okay yeah. yeah i do agree with that though as i get older I am attaining more skills to help me deal with this impression management that I'm dealing with. My skills, way back when, as in like two and a half years ago, my skills were using drugs, alcohol, sex, gambling to weave my way around what it is I really want out of this life. Did you find yourself ever doing that? Yeah, kind of just jumping from, you know, one thing to the next to uh, distract myself, you know, from uh, finding the, the courage and the strength to be myself and do what Joe needs to do to have a fulfilling life. So, yeah, I guess there must there must be some fear in really like zeroing in on feeling like you have the the skills and the talent to, to do what you want to do, what you imagine you want to do and then actually achieving it or executing it. You know, like I've noticed with my performance, I feel like that's like the actual real me. Like it's like no rules. Like when I play live, I mean, I, I bring a whole bunch of props. I'm wearing like crazy outfits. I'm, I've got, you know, sunglasses and I've got a hat that says baller on it. And I've... What kind of outfits are we talking here? Oh, I, man, I'm just I've, trying to get a visual. I've performed in dresses before. I've performed with a lot of, you know, I use some fake blood, um... Just anything like just really loud and it's like a license to uh, just completely freak out. And so and I feel like, you know, in everyday life, I don't carry on that way. I don't like <laughs> well, I don't walk out the door with like um, Zubas on and a, a shirt with a sunset and a, a hat from Kyrgyzstan and a, some like neon 80s glasses. Like, you know, I'm not going to like go to work like that. I but. think you should. <laughs> yeah. I think that would be But a I can really sometimes. I'm like, that, that's why life. I always love like spirit week at school, you know, like we're just going to go crazy this week. It's yeah. going to be great. Yeah. Like, we're just going <laughs> to let it all hang out with our Zuba spirit. Yeah. <laughs> In our sunset shirt. Yeah. <laughs> what did you say? A Kyrgyzstan? Oh, yeah. Uh, a, a Kalpak. Yeah. It's a hat from Kyrgyzstan. 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 Yeah, Kyrgyzstan. It's Kyrgyzstan. It's one of the stands. <laughs> 
I have, I have a lot of it's trouble a nice with the stands. Tall uh, hat, kind of like a some kind of like Asian uh, warping of a stovepipe hat. So, so what you're saying is though, <laughs> what you're saying is though is that you now have this healthy, creative outlet yeah. to let go of that energy, let go of all these social norms, all these things that you think other people want you to be, all of a sudden you get on stage and you are somebody completely different. What is that experience like? Maybe it's kind of like uh, Jim Carrey with the mask. Like it's just kind of like amplified and it's very, it's it's great. You know, you kind of, uh, it's incredible feeling. I've even ex- experienced uh, a phenomenon called stage health. I've even been s- feeling terrible and then I'll go on stage and I'll feel great for that time and then I'll get off I'm like oh yeah that's right I'm I'm <laughs> like I feel feeling, like feeling awful and so so there's that you know there's that extra energy that takes place and then um uh so yeah it it, it does it does feel good and I you're just on cloud 9 and like like my coworker said you're really in your element and so you know it feels good to be in your element what would you tell someone that doesn't have this need or this desire to perform how would you tell someone that doesn't want to do that to express themselves i'm just me i uh, that's something that i enjoy enjoy doing my hat's off to to other people who can you know let's say write a new computer programming language or invent something or create a, a garden that grows like the best food those are things that i'm not good at i feel like people can express themselves well through those things and, and you know and they can see the product and the creation other people can enjoy it and that's satisfying and so people just need to um just listen to their listen to their heart and listen to their soul deep down try to find that and don't don't disregard it and thinking like oh that's for someone else to do or other people are better at it each individual uh, no one else can do it the way that you would do it it's nice zeroing in on what only i can do and ex- expressing that feeling like yeah okay like I'm getting a good response and um, I'm enjoying it and I don't necessarily perceive it as being that great but then when I like let's say I see a video of it I'm like oh that's actually sounded really good and I'm I'm really pleased with that even if I wrote something and I during the process of writing it I'm like oh this is this is this is okay it's pretty good but then if I my friend asked me to write a, a book review for him. And after it was published and I read it on Amazon, I was like, oh, that's really great. I really, really like that. And so it's like a different context. Can, <laughs> it really helps me to <laughs> put it in perspective and see see what it is. Kind of like uh, you with uh, hearing the recording of your beatbox. Like you could tell like it wasn't as good as you thought it was at the time. Nick told me this whole story about beatboxing drunk. But so that's like the other end of it. But like and then like, let's say uh, you listen to your podcast later on and you you can feel really proud of it even more so than when it was happening, maybe. So let me actually touch on that for just a second. (laughs) In all seriousness, I have always seeked validation. I have always seeked validation, and even when I receive that validation, I tend to discount it. If I were to send off a recording to an anonymous person, not a family member, not a friend, because if I sent it to a family member or a friend, (laughs) I immediately would think, oh, they're just trying to be nice. They're just trying to be nice. So I send it out to an anonymous person. I just picked a email address and just sent it off. And this person emailed me back and said, hey, that was wonderful. 
that was really great. Even though I got the validation that I wanted, that I so desperately seeked, once I got it, I discounted it. I didn't, I rejected it. What I'm trying to figure out is why? Why is it that I so desperately seek this validation and once I get it, I reject it? What does that even mean? (laughs) Yeah. Doesn't that sound crazy? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for validating that I'm crazy, Joe. I really appreciate that. Well, <laughs> it's a self-defeating thing, yeah. It is. And mm-hmm. that's and that's really what I'm driving at here is there is no winning. There's yeah. no winning for me. Okay. There's just being. And that's really what I have to realize. That's what I've been taught. The lesson that I so readily push aside is that it's okay to just be i don't have to be seeking any validation from anybody that's true as long as i know that i'm present and i'm doing what i feel is right in that present moment i talked to a very wise person in my life and he told me that in every thought every word and every deed that I put out into the world. I can put it to a test and it's very easy to find out. I can put it to this test to find out if it is something that is pure, something that will serve me well in this life. Is this honest? Is this selfless? Is this pure? And is this kind? In every thought, word, and deed, I can ask myself those four questions. And immediately I can discern whether or not those things, those thoughts, words, and deeds, do they serve my fellow man? And then all of a sudden validation goes out the window (laughs) because I'm taking it, I'm just putting it to a simple test. Yeah, taking its ownership. Yeah, right there. And where I get caught up is in the emotional piece. I've learned throughout the years certain skills and it's called thinking in in the wise mind. It's a mixture of logical mind, which is straight up. These are the facts of what's going on in this situation. Outside of the logical mind, there's the emotional mind. This is how I feel about it. This is what my tummy's doing while I'm thinking or when I'm speaking. If I can put those two things together, if I can put the logical and the emotional together working in harmony, that is wise mind. I tend to hang out in either very logical or (laughs) very... Very emotional. Joe, how do you practice your wise mind? I practice those principles through yoga. That's uh, usually how it closes is um, focusing on kindness in our thoughts and actions and uh, deeds and uh, words. Yeah, deeds and actions would be pretty similar. So that's, yeah, that's a, that's, that's huge for me. Uh, I just need that to, um, to, to not overreact and to try to just kind of stay even keeled, stay, stay centered, stay, stay balanced. What is it specifically about yoga that helps you do that? Taking that time to, um, focus on wellness for yourself physically and mentally, you know, as opposed to, uh, trying to decide what am I going to do next? Uh, how, how, you know, interacting with several different people, you know, just negotiating life in the outside world. With yoga, you're taking this this hour to do what this very qualified, intelligent instructor is telling you, and I I have trust in them. Luckily, I found a place where they're 
there. They that's the uh, that's the way it is. I gain a lot from that um, learning from these instructors. Everybody's there to to listen and cooperate and uh, take care of themselves and do their best and give it their give it their full effort. And so I just find myself growing as a as a person because not only do I feel better physically but I also um, have a lot less mental chatter going on I am able to expend energy Uh, that's another thing I've been thinking about is just like I feel like I have uh, this boundless energy and a lot of times it's it's not spent I think a lot of my life I just was not sure how to use it and so you just like I'll just smoke weed or drink or do whatever do pills and this and that to kind of just like (laughs) kind of just derail or distract myself or just to not worry about what I'm supposed to do. And um, so with the yoga, I'm able to expend some energy if I want to, depending on the uh, the type of class it is. Focus on what I'm asked, asked to do. And I find that uh, the way that it's conducted and uh, designed is really effective. And so one of the basic tenets is to, that the, uh, the instructor says, the light in me respects the light in you. And that's, that's the namaste. I feel like that's a, a really important thing to always remember is that, you know, there's a light in all of us and it's, we need to respect that in each other and try to bring it out in each other. Yoga is, that's, I feel like that's the goal of it. I always feel better afterwards. It's, it, it's kind of similar to uh, going to like a 12 step meeting. You know, you, you feel a little more grounded and relaxed after afterwards. Have Being, you ever felt worse no. after going to a 12-step meeting or after going to yoga? I think, yeah, I have after a uh, meeting, yeah. I went to this one where at least half of it was spent just congratulating each other, and it was just but like... But did you get <laughs> something out of it? Yeah, I probably did, okay. yeah. I think just the fact of like taking the time to do that with your day is is a positive thing, no matter yeah what actually transpires as... Because you you know you're making that choice to uh, to do to do a positive thing for yourself instead of uh, something destructive or wor- worthless and so it really is a matter of perspective. Joe, mm-hmm. we're gonna take one more quick break. Okay. Namaste, bitches. Namaste, bitches. One last time to authentic. 
I am here with Joe Younglove. Before we took that music break, we were talking about yoga and how yoga has helped Joe come into that wise mind, finding that balance. And that is the one word in the English language that I have come to loathe since getting sober, that <laughs> balance. <laughs> because I... I I love chaos. Yeah. I love calamity. Or at least I think I do. I used to love chaos. I used to love calamity because that is how I dealt with things. That's how I felt like I mattered. That's how I felt alive. That's how I dealt with my day to day. And now... Now that I'm clean and sober, I still have those old ideas wiggling their way into my life. I guess it's more about recognizing and acknowledging that I have I have these thoughts that maybe I like chaos, maybe I like calamity, and then explore that for a minute. Well, why? Why is it that those extreme highs and those extreme lows are so appealing? And for me, my answer to that always was balance is boring. Boring <laughs> is bad. Yeah. If I could rephrase that into something steady and the things that used to keep me going, the things that used to make me feel alive are now the things that I want the least of. Yeah. What does that look like for you, It's good to get Joe? to that point. How did you get to that point? Are you at that point? Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh... To some degree, at least. I'm. Uh, I really like a a simple life. I don't need a a lot of yeah chaos and calamity. Where yeah, I used to thrive on it. I I love just <laughs> reckless abandon and just kind of not knowing what was next. It's like a alternative to uh, the orderliness of everyday life. So it was more of a rebellion. <laughs> yeah, rebellion. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. There's that element as well. Yeah. Stick it to the fucking you know. man. Well. Yeah, like when you kind of grow up clean cut, and I didn't do a whole lot of crazy stuff growing up, and I think I just kind of craved getting wild and crazy. You're like, oh, it's up to me now. I can do whatever I want, and uh, I can go buy liquor at the store whenever I want, and I can try to maybe uphold some ex- societal expectations in the meanwhile, but me- <laughs> watch watching those fall away but uh yeah it's nice to get from uh that chaos and anarchy into figuring out a way to uh in- enjoy your life and have a full rich life without um going that direction and so probably some of that just comes with getting older too i'm 39 now and i i, I know i put I, maybe a lot of people my age still get drunk and go to parties and probably i don't but it seems like maybe we should take a poll maybe we should uh, yeah take an they do poll. there's i'm sure there's plenty and so but i i'm glad that i uh i can find meaning and uh, richness in life without going that direction like i said so I, it is possible <clears throat> yeah it's totally possible like uh it might seem boring to uh stay in at night yeah i figured out a way to have fun i i've been watching the hip-hop evolution and like it's been fascinating and so right but <laughs> i also heard from you is that you still have this element yes. of controlled chaos yeah. like the way that you perform yeah isn't that an element of off the map anarchy just wild yeah yeah but at the same time <laughs> it's under control yes because you mm-hmm. have control of 
your wits. Your inhibitions aren't thrown to the wind. Yeah, and it's a better. It's it's just better. It's uh, it's a it's a much better show. More fair to the audience to uh, have a a sober Joe. What yeah. would you say mm-hmm. to someone that is struggling to believe that a DJ or a performer in that in that sort of light? Especially if you're an alcoholic or an addict, I guarantee you'll be better at your craft or your pursuit uh, without the substances. How or can the drink. you guarantee? that because those those substances are um, altering your true essence and so uh, but Joe that's how I connect <laughs> yeah <laughs> well yeah I guess there's like a one in a million chance that uh, it could be fruitful and work out that could be like your calling card like oh look it's the drunk DJ or it's the drunk he's he's uh he's always wasted like let's let's see what uh let's see what happens but uh, you don't want that to be your reputation or your your essence or your legacy joe i (laughs) use drugs and alcohol to connect to my craft (laughs) to be an artist yeah how is that possible that you aren't using drugs and alcohol how is it that you connect outside of using substances i can follow through with the whole process very well yeah i could potentially write some some good things under the influence um and i there's things that i've written under the influence that i do perform but uh i feel like it's it's i can present it and it works live if i if i practice and rehearse and when i go and i perform sober i'm i'm remembering everything i can remember feeling so embarrassed uh forgetting full lines of songs but the the chances of me putting on a great show uh, are exponentially better uh, with my sober mind and so how is your connection with the audience different now than it was back when you were using drugs and alcohol I just feel better about the whole the whole thing I I don't want to feel like I want to feel high uh, high on life and feel proud of myself and feel you know the work that I put into something paid off as opposed to uh, following a show and feeling like oh god I should just get the hell out of here you know like <laughs> so you you know you want to be ready to connect with people and and uh, and and I found that uh I get a, a warmer response when I'm cognizant and present and present of mind. And I've just noticed over the years, I the, the results uh, are, are much better. When you're sober, you can also put a lot more effort and time into the rehearsal and the practice and um, just cultivating your, your skills. And so, and with me, I, I actually don't have a whole lot of motivation to even pursue a lot of this stuff. And so I really, I de- a lot of me just depends on other people saying, hey, will you do this? Okay, so now I have an incentive to make a good show. And I'm sure that's coincided also with uh, me uh, taking care of myself and being in recovery. I get more opportunities. They trickle in in much greater quantity. And so it's funny (laughs) how that works. Yeah. When you have that (laughs) thing called persistence. Yeah. Yeah. When you drive and follow through. Yeah. Like you said earlier, it's, you know, it's walking the walk, not just talking the talk. So that's where I always (laughs) lived. I lived in talking the talk. Yeah. But when it came to walking the walk, it's like, oh, that's too hard. Or, (laughs) oh, that was a good thought. But, uh, I'm afraid. I can't do it. Yeah, Yeah. I can't do it. And what we've both proven is that we can. Yeah. And for me, the only way that that was going to be possible, the only way that I could prove that to myself without looking to outside sources to validate me, where I could actually validate myself and pat myself on the back, not 
in a self-centered type of way, in a, wow, Nick, good job. Seriously, Nick, good job. Never in my life did I think that was possible until I got clean and sober. That may not be the case for other people, and I'm just speaking from my own experience, but from what I've seen around me, living a clean and sober life If you do have a problem, or if you think you might have a problem with drugs or alcohol or any other compulsive activity, if you think that you might have a problem with that, I want you to know that there is a different way. There's a better way, Mm -hmm. and that you're not alone, and that other people have done it before you, like Joe here. It is possible, isn't it, Joe? Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. And you wouldn't be sitting here if it wasn't. And I just thought of this other thing that happened to me one time. I used to take tons of Adderall and so I remember like coming home and uh, being really high on speed and so my friend said hey let's make a short movie and so I'm like okay yeah 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 let's make a short movie cool I'll go get a bunch of stuff and we'll go we'll get the video camera yeah like and so (laughs) I normally just talk like this but uh you know when uh when you take a whole bunch of speed yeah it's it's speed so uh but during the making of the film I didn't feel high and so I thought afterwards i'm like do i even need this stuff like i made this really cool product like i think i was just high on the art and i like i should just be doing art i don't need to be (laughs) if i'm just focusing on that and expressing myself and making something cool i it supersedes the drugs so yep (laughs) well when that sort of thing when that effort is rewarded when it pays off in actual measurable ways material ways or otherwise It makes the experience that much more meaningful. Yes, it does. When I can do that in a way where I can internalize it. That's the difference in my life. Am I internalizing the good and the bad? Am I accepting that there is good and bad and that I'm not all bad? I'm not all good, but I'm somewhere in the middle. Joe, I think you're all good though. <laughs> I think you're on you're on fire. You got fat beats. Yeah, I'm you, gonna. You got sick flow. I hope I can make them. I have no idea how to use this device I got. So it's well, a long maybe uphill battle. Maybe <laughs> next time I have you on the show, you can yeah. share what you've done in the meantime. Yeah, that's a good goal. Yeah. Well, Joe, thank you so much for joining me this evening. You're welcome. I really appreciate it. Did you think of any like sign off like phrase that you'd like to use? Uh, I thought I could just come up with something. Yeah, do it. Do it. Keep it real. Live the dream. Another day in paradise. Live it up before you die it up. Thank you, Joe. That was fantastic. You have been listening to Authentic. Where we get authentic. And keeping in the authentic state of mind, we here at Authentic need to pay credit where credit is due. The tunes you heard tonight. We opened with Madness by Muse. Then we followed that up with Two Selections by Monsieur George Young Love, yeah. Tell My Vision by Nightmares on Wax. And then we had Illumination, Broadcast, The Future Crayon. And you are going to hear one more song as we send you out. One of my new favorites, Broken Bones by Kaylee. Oh, my name is Nicholas Thomas Fitzsimmons Vandenhavel. This is Authentic, where we get authentic. Remember... Be good to yourselves. It is ever so important.